Good morning, and welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It is, oh, what day is it? It's the 10th of October. It's a Monday morning, and being the second Monday of the month of October, you know what that means. It is the federal holiday for Columbus Day, which some people now are calling Indigenous Persons Day. I guess that's better than calling it Native American Genocide Day. Um, Both of those, of course, are very woke names. Um, You had people living here for thousands of years, just like you did in Europe, and yet the development, as far as uh, societal goes, good or bad, it's how you want to look at it, um, seemed to be significantly behind. I just want to address one thing. I addressed it in my mind, I guess. I don't know if I actually mentioned it on the podcast or not. I have previously, there's no doubt. Um, You know, we talk about the, uh, in fact, I think I did just last week, so I'll just touch on it briefly. The fact that that the Western Hemisphere was isolated from the rest of the world by two oceans, uh, essentially. The, uh, the, The peoples of the Western Hemisphere were left untouched by the devastating um, plagues uh, that wiped out a significant portion of the population of Europe, Asia, Africa in the Middle Ages. And so when Columbus and other explorers arrived, carrying um, diseases of which at great cost to the peoples of Europe, um, they had developed some immunities towards them. The people of the Western Hemisphere had no immunity. And so the, the, the woke narrative of the pilgrims coming with tuberculosis, infected blankets, and such to intentionally kill the Indians was simply a, a ridiculous charge. Columbus, in particular, came to convert to Christianity, all people. That was his mission that he was uh, uh, sent to do. Now, of course, he was looking for um, he was looking for a shortcut to the East Indies. There's no question, and he was way off that. And I think that ultimately he realized he was way off on that. But to uh, impugn Columbus with motives detrimental to the non-utopian societies. In fact, in the Caribbean, there were cannibals, tribes that fed on other tribes, uh, islands and such. And so the utopia that's presented by the left today is simply non-existent. And so I just wanted to shout out to Columbus Day. The actual date is October 12th, was 1492 when Columbus arrived. Uh, in the Western Hemisphere, made land. And the world has changed. You can talk about for the better or not. I would say definitely for the better. The uh, What the Western world has contributed to, to um, the improvement of the human condition is indisputable. Were they perfect? Of course not. Are we perfect today? Of course not. Uh, Funny that people that are so quick today to impugn 
people of a different generation, well, ancestry, you know, because they were participants in the culture at the time, slaveholding in particular. Easy for them to do that today, yet today with full knowledge of the failure of centralized planning, the failure of uh, progressivism in, in any aspect of life, and leading to anything other than a reversal back to the concept of the oppressed society. And I want to talk about that in just a minute, but I want to unveil here now, new slogan. You know, I've used in the past, uh, in fact, as recently as last week, taxation is theft. I've also used mind your business, but I'm going to go out on a limb, and, and I have to attribute this to uh, used to be known as Kanye West. I guess he goes by Ye West now. Um, he did an interview with Tucker Carlson, which, by the way, I encourage you to go and watch and listen to if you want to see how how things are, at least from his perspective, the perspective of a black man taken advantage of by by uh, the left, and how even uh, Trump. You know, and Ann Coulter mentions this as well, and I guess I'll just go ahead uh, on a little tangent here. You know, Ann Coulter was all about Trump. Not so much that she supported him, but, you know, if you remember, she went on Bill Maher's show, and they asked her of the Republicans running, who, do you, who did she think would win? And she said Donald Trump. Uh, she was a supporter, you know, in Trump We Trust, etc. cetera. Uh, wrote a book about that. She's very disappointed, disenchanted with Trump simply because uh, Trump, while he espoused many conservative values and still does, uses them. Uh, uh, he's a pragmatist, after all. Um, you know, remember he was pro-choice until he realized he couldn't get anywhere with that position. He uh, hated tax cuts when Reagan did it and caused the collapse of the real estate industry that really hurt him. Um, Because of President Trump, we have three, uh, well, two pretty solid judges and Amy Coney Barrett and Neil Gorsuch. And then another one who is, is certainly not Justice Kennedy, but more in the conservative vein of Justice Roberts than of, of uh, Clarence Thomas. Neil Gorsuch, of course, many conservatives are going to complain about because he will at times side with progressives on certain issues. But that's okay, because Neil Gorsuch, in my opinion, is probably one of the best balanced judges that there are on the court. He's a libertarian, and he is very, very ill at ease with any kind of ruling that assigns power to the central government. And that's a good thing. After all, the central government has one job, which is to secure the borders, and they can't do that. Have I mentioned that before? Probably more than once again. And so uh, back to Ye West. Um, he's catching a lot of heat recently. He showed up at an event with Candace Owens uh, wearing a new fashion design. And what do the, the jackets say? White lives matter. 
you know, instead of going instead of going uh, partial way with with uh, all lives matter, you know, because because the left is so so intent on assigning people, identifying people, not based on their ability, not based on their characteristics, not based on their political persuasion, but by color. Left has always done this, by the way. They love to separate and divide. Whenever you hear somebody say Black Lives Matter, they're trying to divide. Whenever you hear somebody advancing the cause of the LGBTQRSTUV agenda, they're trying to divide. There is no uniting there. President Biden has gone off the deep end uh, because he realizes that people don't like him. And with Joe Biden, the ultimate second-hander, and, and I'm not going to explain that here. Maybe I will in a future time. Uh, out of the fountainhead, he referred to them as second-handers. They're not the doers. They are people that ride on doers, that sit there and point fingers at doers. Howard Rourke in The Fountainhead, in his uh, defense for blowing up uh, a housing project that he designed but had been morphed into some impossible thing, you know, he mentions how the person who discovered the use of fire was probably burned at the stake by those who benefited from his discovery. Columbus, of course, is no different. He's the ultimate creator. Not that he created anything, but that he had the bold vision to go and do. And my friend over at the Lib, at the View from the Rim, is going to be talking about this, this concept of doing uh, coming up. So you might want to tune in. That's View from the Rim uh, podcast. It's me, okay. But it's a different genre. Doers are always castigated by the second-handers. Period. And second-handers are not... You know, you know, we see these strong autocrats like Putin. We see a would-be autocrat like Biden. And certainly Zelensky. You know, we, we talk about... Here we are going off on a tangent. So I better take a break, gather things up, and I'll be right back. This is Snake River Lib. By the way, if I didn't say it previously, thank you so much for listening. And we're back. I uh, just want to touch on Zelensky real fast because we've entered a new phase of the war in Ukraine. Don't worry, I haven't forgot my catchphrase. Perhaps I'm intentionally leaving it towards the end because that's where I give it, but where I always say it as part of the podcast. But uh, I've teased a little bit of it. It's not going to be... Uh, along the lines of taxation is theft, if it's taking from one, giving to another, taxation is theft, period. Can I clarify that? You know, they used to cat, uh, fuel tax used to be for the Federal Highway Trust Fund. And that money would go 
into a fund, and that would create the federal highway system is meant to keep it up and improve on it and expand it. But then progressives come along and they, you know, they throw all the money into one general budget. So there's a, a trust fund, a highway trust fund, just like there's an FAA trust fund, just like there's a Social Security trust fund. All these trust funds are filled up with little scraps of paper. If you have it work at an office or something and, and you know, you have a, a coffee fund or, or a donut fund or something like that, you know, there's always that person that, that will go and, and, you know, they're a little bit short and they're doing a chow run. So they go and they get some money out of the coffee fund. And, and that's all right because they put an IOU in there. And that's what Congress has been doing with all these funds, all these trust funds that are supposedly secured. Social Security, for example, is in a lockbox. Bullcrap. That lockbox is full of, guess what, little scraps of paper that say, I owe you X billion dollars, love Congress. Um, that's how they balance the budget at the end of the 90s, by the way not by uh, actually spending less than they take took in, but by by rolling the surplus from Social Security into the general fund. By the way, Social Security is in the red now, has been in the red for 12 years, will be in the red forever until we run out of money in about 10 years or less. It's real now. It's you know, and before it was just it was just happenstance. It would have happened much sooner, except for that the recession in two thousand eight. You had a lot of people retire, but you also had a lot of people not being able to make it on on Social Security that started working again. So here we are. But Zelensky, you know, we should model our democracy. And Biden believes this, you know, uh, after after Ukraine. They've shut down all opposition press. Of course, Biden would love to do that, get rid of any kind of opposition to uh, CNN and MSNBC. Shut down all opposition parties. Biden would love to do that as well. Make no mistake, he would love to do that because right now, any criticism of him, he just goes off the handles. Just watch him. He is not mentally competent to be president, which you could also say the same thing about uh, Fetterman in Pennsylvania running for the Senate. This man had a stroke, and while we wish him a speedy recovery, being disabled, mentally disabled in particular, and he has admitted, that's why I can say this, he has admitted to have proce problems processing auditory input. You know, he wants to have a debate where they has a little screen in front of them where it puts the words in front of them. Not only the words uh, of the question, but the words of the opponent. So you're going to have to, you know, if he debates uh, Oz, you're going to have to have somebody transcribing Oz's, Oz's uh, responses in real time. And so you, you know how many people will watch that debate? By the way, people are already voting in Pennsylvania. Another reason to not early vote. But but back to Biden. You know, Biden would love to be Zelensky, where you don't like something, you just shut it down. And you do it in the name of the war. Well, Zelensky has elevated the war by destroying the bridge or taking pot shots at the bridge, uh, attaching Crimea to Russia. And now uh, uh, Zelensky is calling for NATO to for more weaponry, of course, but is calling for strikes against Russia by NATO. Ukraine is not part of NATO. The, to consider Ukraine part, 
to consider Ukraine for NATO is a terrible idea, just like it's a terrible idea, uh, which we're going forward to do. At least Finland has a stable government in Sweden. It's a terrible idea to put NATO right on Russia's doorstep. Ukraine, this winter, regardless of how the war goes, is going to be starving. And while they're still going to demand military aid because they'd rather have military aid than food aid for their civilians, make no mistake, the suffering in Ukraine, the suffering in Europe is going to be immense. And this is all caused directly or indirectly by President Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the one, for example, that argued for a regime change in Ukraine, that worked to throw out the prosecutor. In fact, he, you know, President Trump was impeached for what Joe Biden brags about having done as vice president. Think about that for a minute. All of you TDSers out there. Trump was impeached. President Trump was impeached for alleging, and there's no evidence at all that Trump did anything close to what Vice President, then Vice President, who was put in charge of Ukraine foreign policy. Remember, Obama's uh, defense secretary once stated that uh, Joe Biden has been wrong on every foreign policy issue for the last 40 years. President Obama said, never underestimate the ability, Joe's ability to screw things up, except he didn't say screw things up. But he's the adult in the room. So the pro-Russian government was thrown out. A new government was elected with Zelensky, you know, the neo-Nazi, the fascist. Hear those words before. Now they all love Zelensky. Putin is not doing well in Ukraine. It was a bad idea, but he wouldn't have ever invaded Ukraine had President Trump been reelected. The neocons and the war wing of the Democrat Party are holding hands right now, loving each other, pumping weapons into Ukraine, depleting our stock here in the United States, depleting our ability to present a credible presence on the foreign policy stage. Of course, Afghanistan and, and, and Biden's botching Afghanistan didn't help. But now, India, the world's largest democracy, and it's a true democracy. Well, I don't know if it's a true democracy, but it actually is a democracy. It's not like the, the, the Democratic State uh, Republic of North Korea. I mean, it actually is, is uh, democratic. India now is uh, tripled their uh, oil imports from Russia. Do you think that India and China are paying market prices for Russian oil? I doubt it. President Biden had no plan in Afghanistan. In fact, he was on vacation during the evacuation. Had to be called back in because the optics of being on vacation didn't look good.
Do we want to really be like Ukraine? No opposition party. I mean, in reality, uh, one could say you have Republicans, you have Democrats. There are two sides of the same coin. I would argue that to a certain extent they are. But that's only if you refer to uh, the D.C. Republicans. Right now, you've got a lot of Republicans that are surging nationally in the Senate, uh, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Ohio. I mean, you even have credible threats out in Washington and Oregon for a governor and for a senator. Far left Washington State and Oregon have Republicans running close to the margin of error. Herschel Walker, uh, an attempt to smear him and to smear all pro-lifers by calling them hypocrites. You know, they uh, report alleging Daily Beast, you know, which is, if anything, is even less reliable than MSNBC and CNN, if that's possible, reporting that Herschel Walker paid for an abortion 10 years ago. These people completely miss the whole point of Christianity. And while I'm not going to talk about that here, um, Let's just say people do have uh, the ability to change. And they should be allowed to change. And, and assuming that it's true, we don't even know that it's true. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to play the race card in Georgia. They're trying to get white Republicans to stay home and to not come out and support a black man. Because they know that if it was a white Democrat that was on the ballot in Georgia, that they could suppress, that the white Democrats would stay home, the few that are left, by putting out a smear against them. So hopefully white Republicans will not stay home in Georgia because I think that's really Herschel Walker's race to lose. And I don't think this stupid smear is going to do it because, frankly, abortion is doesn't matter all that much when you're talking about $4 gallon gas again or $6 out in California, 7 You know, French bread at Walmart, you know, a month and a half ago was a dollar a loaf. It's a dollar forty-nine now. Think about that—almost uh, a fifty percent increase. Ukraine not producing wheat, exporting wheat. Wheat exports uh, or the global market for wheat has gone up because of that. You know, you can't really blame Putin for all this because had the West insisted on some sort of a, a ceasefire and a negotiation regarding the eastern regions of Ukraine, which are mostly, uh, or at least evenly uh, positioned Russian uh, natives. You know, all that whole country, the production, uh, farm production has been severely curtailed. Here we are back to that again. Um, Corey Bush, uh, representative, uh, part of the squad from St. Louis, she came out just uh, this past weekend and unwittingly proved the point that the Lib and everybody else has been making regarding abortion. 
she talks about the fact that she had her second abortion. Okay, so her second abortion, and, and you know, one of my favorite writers, uh, Star Parker, she had had four abortions. Uh, you know, welfare queen, if you will, uh, very much in that in that genre had a, a conversion story, not only uh, a Christian conversion story, but understood what the left was trying to do. So Corey Bush, who is black, talks about her when she went in to have her second abortion, how she was having second thoughts of it about it. And how they just ramrodded her through. They told her that she didn't understand that she didn't understand the choice that she was making, and that they she should just let them make that decision for her. Now, she probably doesn't understand that this is something that people in the pro-life position have argued all along that abortionists are nothing more than eugenicists who are trying to stamp out blacks in America as a race. You know, I've quoted frequently New York City, uh, public health, not exactly a bastion of conservatives, no doubt in that department, very progressive, 51% of all black pregnancies in an abortion. That's a genocide, pure and simple. Cori Bush admits that when she was having second thoughts, they forced her into the procedure. Told her that they knew what was best for her. Her response should be an ad for everybody. on the pro-life side. She, she, uh, she was forced to have the procedure done. And she said, I was thinking back to the first abortion. Okay, you've done this before. You know the rooms. You know what it looks like. You know what it feels like in this place. You know what to expect. I just felt like I needed more time. So I said, no, you know what? I'm not ready. And the nurse just wouldn't listen to me. As I'm saying, no, they continued to pull the instruments, get everything ready. They absolutely ignored me, even to the point of, you know, calm down as if I was the problem. They put the instrument inside me and started the instrument. I'm saying no, but it was too late because you couldn't stop once it started. That's a quote, according to Corey Bush. She said it on Firing Line, PBS show with Margaret Hoover. She continued, the same as other times where I haven't been listened to by a provider or medical staff. You know, I was a young black woman. Multiple times I felt like it was, oh, well, we know better. You don't know what you need. You don't understand. We know better. You know, you could pay an ad writer millions of dollars and he couldn't come up with copy like this as an ad against the Democrats. Republicans, if they're not doing it, they are as stupid as I think they are. So, let's see where we are time-wise. I'm probably going to wrap it up here because I do have quite a few things today to, to do today before I go to work. Um, but I wanted to just highlight, 
I wanted to use that story to highlight that the ultimate expression of libertarianism, which will be the catchphrase from the Snake, Rib, Snake River Lib from here on out, at least until I come up with a different one. That could be next time, you never know. But I really like it right now. It is very simple. It plays off of the Black Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, Police Lives Matter. Okay, here, let me make it simple for you. And we're going to close with this. Here it is. You ready? My life matters. Period. What do you think? My life matters. Very simple. Very to the point. No racial, ethnic, sexual identity to it. If more people not only took that up as their cause, but stood up for themselves and said, my life matters, we could be in a far different place. Is it selfish? I don't think that it's selfish. After all, one of the rights that were given under the uh, uh, or enumerated in the Declaration of Independence is, is life and liberty. My life matters. Let me know what you think. This is Snake River Lib. My life matters. Your life matters to me too, but does it matter to you? Does your life matter to you? For me, again, my life matters. Have a great day and thank you for listening.